0: Don't worry, Jake. It's only the rest of your life.
1: Are you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? I think he could. I think he could if you really try.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the Brackish Podcast. We are your hosts, Knock And Cliff. This time he's Cliff. He's been Cliff for a while now. Yeah. You're looking good like Cliff. Uh, So what we do here on the Braggish Podcast, we tell you stories about the great city of New Orleans or uh, cities that are related to the, stories that are related to the city of New Orleans, sorry, we're drunk already.
1: Yeah, Saturday fun day, is Uh, that a saying?
0: We could, we should make shirts. No one would get them or buy them, but we could make them.
1: Saturday party day,
0: that's stupid. That's why Sunday fun day works. It does work. Monday fun day. Yeah. Does that work? You're a
1: piece of shit. You don't have a job. Yeah. Well, that'd be good, though. I'd like Monday Funders. Well, so this is now episode five. Yes. Since we started this, I wanted to do this one thing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number five. One, two, three, four, five.
0: (laughs) All right, so as we were trying to say before, we tell you stories that are related to the great city of New Orleans. Uh, This story uh, will take you back, back before New Orleans was even a thing, even thought of. But if not for this lady, I'm going to tell you at the end of this story why the city of New Orleans might never have been, if not for the great Joan of Arc.
1: Yeah, for sure. Is this, now the time that this was, is this Middle Ages, Dark Ages?
0: This is Middle Ages, for sure. Uh, If you lived in Europe, you were a Christian or you were dead, pretty much, at this time, okay? You uh, were uh, loving God and you were praying to him and everybody believed that God was on their side. And this is the early 1400s is where we're gonna pick things up uh, when we're talking about uh, the late great Joan of Arc and we'll get started about uh, her name so you know about what do you know about Joan of Arc obviously go ahead
1: did she did she know Noah she did not know Noah Mm, interesting that takes out about 75 percent of my questions (laughs) I had a bunch of stuff about animals uh, I don't know I just know that she well I don't want to give away how she died well no I think everyone knows how she died right
0: I mean, if you know the story of Joan of Arc, you know that she died uh, burning. burnt to a crisp. To a crisp at an early age, right? Very early.
1: Teens. Uh,
0: What were you doing when you were 17?
1: Ooh, Drinking a lot of beer. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: A lot of that. Well, we are able to tell you the story of Joan of Arc and, you know, because New Orleans wasn't even around then. But her name... To some, is the Maid of Orleans. All right, so we're gonna take you back into time. Joan of Arc, her last name is Arc. Her last name is the Arc. So,
1: da, like D apostrophe.
0: D apostrophe, apost- Arc. Comment to the top. Comment to the top. We've known some dock hands, That's
1: right? True. So, yeah.
0: exactly. That, her last name is Ark, so that's one fascinating thing right off the bat I'm gonna give you. But honestly, Joan of Ark was many things. Leader, prophet, martyr, warrior was her biggest accomplishment, really, all right? But she talked to angels, and that was pretty
1: good. Ooh, like the song, Black Crows.
0: Like the Black Crows.
1: Yeah, great song.
0: So we're gonna start it off where Joan is born, early 1400s in Dormany, France, okay? And around this time where when Joan is born, Joan is born smack dab in the middle of the 100-year war. You might have heard about that back in like old social studies class. It was between the French and the English and France is getting their asses handed to them, all right? Because not only are they fighting with the English, the France are fi- the French are fighting amongst themselves right now. There's a civil war going on in France. Uh, There's the uh, Burgundies. These are the two French sides. Burgundies are loyal to the English and the Armagnacs are loyal to the French king that was there. So what's happening at this time? They had a mad king. Ah. Okay? This mad king, uh, a lot of people didn't like him. That's why the Burgundies went to the English. Okay? So, The Mad King was there, and they had this rightful heir to the uh, throne when he was going to die. But all of a sudden, the rightful heir died at the same time the Mad King did. And then they've got this little toddler that was going to become king. A boy king? Yeah. Do do these sound familiar? The Mad King and the Boy King?
1: I was thinking like Boss Baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you've got all these sides that are fighting, and you've got Joan in Dormany, France. Uh, She's surrounded, this town is loyal to the Armagnacs or the French, okay? So she's
1: on the French side. She's
0: on the French side. No doubt, Joan of Arc is France. And without Joan of Arc, they would probably not be France today. Dang. Yeah.
1: That's awesome.
0: So she is in this town surrounded by, so at the age of 13, she starts to hear voices. All right, her mother's a very Christian woman. So Joan does like any good Christian girl does at that time. I say she pray. Pray. Yeah. Pray, she pray every day, man, praying to the Lord. And at 13, she starts to hear these voices. And these voices, she says, are from St. Michael and St. Catherine. And her parents are probably like, why is our daughter so freaking crazy? Well, at this time, you gotta think, uh, this was not uncommon. For people to hear voices of the angels back in the medieval times there was yeah, not a lot you, to do no
1: you woke up and you probably either trained to fight or you made weapons or you went out and found food yeah yeah and so joan
0: like any girl would at the time she became like a master seamstress that'll come in handy later on i'll tell you why
1: how do you know she identified as a girl
0: we're about to, yeah i don't know <laughs> I don't know if she did.
1: I'm just, you know, I'm trying to relate to people. At the beginning of her it's...
0: life, at the beginning of her life, yes, she related as a girl. She did what all young girls did. But she started to hear angels' voices, and they told her that she was the liberator of France. You are the chosen one, Joan, and you will liberate France.
1: And did she, she, did she talk to her parents about this? Concept? She talked
0: to her parents about it, and you know what her parents tried to do? They were like, uh, Joan, that's cool and all, but you're going to get married.
1: Yeah. So they, said, <laughs> a, I'm sure they were like, you're a woman, and that's not what women do. That's not this, what you
0: know, women society. do, Joan. You're not going to do this, so you're going to get married. So they sent her off to get married. Joan said, hold up. I'm going to go to court and tell you why I should not be married. So, so married she, at
1: 13.
0: Uh, no, we're now getting up to, she's 16 now. Still,
1: yeah.
0: Hearing voices, and the voices have now told her that she has to go meet with the rightful heir to the French throne the king to be all right his name was Charles who will become Charles the 7th and they tell her Joan you got to go talk to Charles all right and help him be anointed king this is your duty you're now old enough to go
1: liberate France and have Charles anointed as king i was thinking that if she would have just listened to enya then she'd probably be. She'd probably live a lot longer, you know. Why? Stand away, stand away, stand away.
0: Well, she didn't want to, man. She, she's hey. Think about this. There's not a lot she knows in her life. She's 16 years old. She's prayed to God, and God's actually talked back to her. She believes, and she believes she's a chosen one. She believes she's about to liberate France, and she's going to do it. So she, she goes after her parents say, "Hey, you're going to be married." She goes to court. And she says, I've taken a vow of chastity, judge. I'm not going to get married. So back then when you did that, you know, he was like becoming a nun. So the ju- judge wouldn't make you do it. So he said, no, she took a vow. She has, you can't marry her. You're good, Joan. So chastity belt yeah. locked it up. She locked it up.
1: Okay.
0: Certainly. So at 16, Joan goes to the captain of her city that's loyal to the French. And she sure went to the boat captain to sail away. Yeah. <laughs> what we know now, probably so. So she goes to the captain, and the captain says, You know, who are you, first off? And she says, Well, my name is Joan of Arc. Uh, I've been anointed the chosen one. Uh, Saint Catherine and Saint Michael have come to me and said, You need to liberate France. So what do you think that the captain does? Bullshit. Yeah. So the captain literally throws her out on her ear, is what they said. And, quote, your father needs to give you a few slaps, end quote.
1: Dang. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Tough time for Joan, right? Yeah. (laughs) So Joan goes back and prays. And the angels keep telling her the same thing. You know, they don't tell her many different things. They just keep telling her. The same thing, you're the chosen one, you're gonna liberate France at 16.
1: Our year goes by, we are now in... Just to let you know, Knox notes are very sophisticated <laughs> on the back of envelopes. Normal people use paper, or blank paper for that matter, but he scribbles on envelopes when he could, you know, type things out. This is 2019.
0: So, this is uh, 14, late 1420s. Okay, Joan is now waiting so a year.
1: 600 years ago.
0: 600 years ago. Joan has waited a year. She goes back to the captain. During this time, Joan is telling everybody, I'm the chosen one. I'm supposed to liberate France. And people are starting, because there's this myth also about a virgin that is going to liberate France in the Hundred Year War. So, this prophecy... Joan feels like she's it, and so do other people.
1: And I'm sure some other people were probably like, What kind of stuff is she on? I wanna get on that. <laughs> Those drugs are fantastic. You think she was on drugs? No, I, I don't I don't know if she was, but I think other people were probably like, Where who is your supplier? We need to talk <laughs> to this guy. Cause right now. This sucks. We're in a war right now, and I just don't want to fight anybody. I just want to get blasted out of my mind. True. And again, France
0: is getting their ass kicked. Right. They barely have anything left. In about a year and a half, uh, they'll lose the war entirely if nothing changes. Hmm. Uh, So finally, this word spreads. So the captain has no other option but to say, Okay, Joan, I'll talk to you. All right. You're the chosen one, whatever. Do you want to meet the rightful heir, whatever? So he says, He's he's so nice to her. He gives her six men and sends her a hundred miles through enemy territory to go meet the king. The king of? The rightful heir of France. So he's not the king yet. Yeah. All right.
1: She got to go meet a baby?
0: No, she's it's it's an, uh, King Charles. He's oh, not okay. the baby. He's actually a grown
1: saying, man. What the hell is that gonna do? <laughs> like, oh, great conversation with the baby. Now, when you grow up, I want you to live. I want you to make sure what I've done for you. We got to get some kickbacks. Here. Right, Charles is much older and the baby than her. Show himself. That's pretty much. The he pooped yeah. him. Yeah, for sure.
0: Because he would be the shit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Charles is much older than her. Okay. So, so,
1: what you're saying is Charles is in charge.
0: Yes, he
1: is. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: So, at this time, Joan knows that if she's going to be a woman going through enemy territory, she's got to put on men's clothes. So, this yeah. is when she starts to dress like a man, and you start to hear stories about Joan of Arc dressing like a man.
1: But, ha- I mean, I wonder how you go un, like, camouflaged 100 miles enemy. T- I mean, that's, that's a long way in. That's not like on the outskirts, like, border. That's in the deal, in the woods. Like, they have to have people all around this watching.
0: Yeah, they're in the middle of a war. So, you know, there's, like, recon and stuff like that out there looking and watching. Because, again, Joan's story is becoming known. So not only do the French know about Joan, but the English
1: and the Burgundies know about Joan, too. So you're saying this is kind of like that show on HBO where... A certain young girl cuts her hair so she looks like a boy.
0: yeah Uh, She also parallels another character in that show too. A little later, I'll tell you. Oh. So I just think this guy ripped it right from Joan.
1: (sighs) We thought he was clever.
0: He wasn't. We thought he was clever. Well, he made dragons.
1: Dragons, whorehouses, (laughs) everything that the modern-day person would love. Should we break?
0: Yes. Joan is going through the enemy territory and we'll be back with the Brackish Podcast after this break. At this time, we would like to introduce you to the Brackish Podcast fan club winners who was brought into New Orleans from the city of Tampa, Florida. Could you please say your names into the microphone? Hey, how's it going? This is Will.
2: And this is Liz.
0: So Cliff, tell them what Will and Liz have won.
1: Oh, well, we've got a bunch of used diapers that we got out the trash can. Uh, We really weren't prepared for this grand prize. We didn't think we had any fans. Uh, So we didn't really have anything prepared. Actually, Nock gave them some old, soggy Wendy's fries. So there's another prize, I guess.
0: With a half-open barbecue sauce inside, Uh, you couldn't get any better with this. Hey, you know, you're lucky you got sauce. And if you read our uh, Apple iTunes reviews, you know, we don't have many fans.
1: No, but we do have, there's someone who was real salty, though, just like your prize.
0: So what do you guys tell us, what do you like about the Brackish Podcast, other than it's your friends doing it? <laughs> uh,
2: other, other than uh, being told to listen to so they would have more followers on Instagram, <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty insightful. Totally.
1: I'm
0: engrossed with uh, Louisiana history now. Obsessed enough
2: of it. You know, for future winners of this uh, this podcast, you guys should really start, uh, you know, paying for plane tickets and not, not making them pay <laughs> for Airbnbs. You know, I was told I could, you know, get reimbursed for this stuff.
1: I could have sworn I called the airline. Uh, I told them. I guess the email didn't go through. Mm-mm. I, I tried. did fly
2: Spirit First Class. Spirit. And we got the big seats. We did. That's, yeah. that's what first class and spirit means.
1: Yeah, Joan of Arc liked them big.
0: I'll take my fries back if you guys are like bitching. What do you, I mean? Uh, other than Joan burning, what do you know about Joan?
2: Uh, just that she was a warrior. That was about it. Other than that, I didn't even know she burned.
0: All right, but this is a man—a special message from the Braggish Podcast. Yo, yep. back to the podcast. Well, now that we have our guests here, Will and Liz, uh, they're going to chime in as well. Chico, on man. Our... Chico, man.
1: They, they say, I like how they say
0: Habana and Habana, right?
1: Habana o oh, Nana. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, Joni.
0: So Joan has now gone to the captain. The captain says, All right, I'll give you six men and you can go across enemy lines and you can go meet the king because word's been spreading about Joan. Being the savior, all right? She is the, you know, the prophecy of the virgin that will set us free from the English rule, all right? So let's talk about, she's being disrespected, really. If you only get six guys to go through enemy territory, you're really just being sent out there to the land.
1: So she was given six guys and her.
0: Six guys and her, yeah. Like a a, a horse and carriage? Horses. Just horses? Yeah.
1: On the king's red?
0: Yes, all right and so she has to go meet the uh not the king yet because he hasn't been crowned all right talk uh no (laughs) he's charles is older i know he's in charge all right so charles hasn't even been crowned yet because guess what the english and the people that are loyal to them are occupying the cathedral where if you're the king of france this is the place where you have to go get crowned and you cannot be crowned unless you go to this cathedral so this dude says, I'm the king, but he's really not the king at all right now. But Joan believes that he is the king, and she's going to go find him and seek him out. So she makes her way to go visit Charles. All right? And guess what Charles does when she gets there? You think he open arms?
1: No, I don't think he's saying Journey, but what he probably did was like, <laughs> damn. Seventeen-year-old
2: girl, single. I don't all see dresses. Why are you dressed like a guy? Just made it through a hundred miles of yeah. um, French army that didn't do anything. You dressed like a guy? Doesn't matter. No, that's, it was the English army. It, it
0: was the English army. She had to get through. Uh,
2: I thought she was going through France.
0: She was going through France, but it was she had to get through the English army uh, to get to where she had to go. All right. So when she gets there, she's obviously disrespected by. The guy who is the rightful heir to the king of France, uh, to be the king of France. And he doesn't even want to meet with her for a
1: few days. For sure. She's probably filthy.
0: She's taking a bath. <laughs> All right? Prove it. So after she takes a bath, Charles disrespects her. So Charles, he's heard that she's spoken to God and angels and St. Michael and St. Catherine. So he says, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a test her. I'm gonna dress up like the rest of my soldiers here and I'm gonna test her and I'm gonna let her walk into my hall. And when she does, I'm gonna see if she can find out who the king is. So Joan walks into this hall and walks straight up to Charles. It said, It's nice to meet you. I'm here to make you the king. I'm the chosen one. Did he laugh? No. Serious? Yeah, he was like, now... His answer was, uh, shake. Yeah, yeah, his answer was, you got me, Joan. You know, there was no Polaroids back then. She didn't know what the guy looked like.
1: You're a guy. Why is your voice so high? That kind of thing? No, Joan recognized him! I know. Sure there wasn't
2: Polaroids? Like, they didn't shake it like a Polaroid?
0: No, they did not shake it like a Polaroid. <laughs> So, yeah,
2: so
1: she's, the guy's all in now. She has a
2: sketch. He's still not all in. Oh, he's still he's not all still in. He's
0: still not all in. But remember, he's getting his ass kicked.
1: That's true. Hand it to him. He's got to have something. Bad.
0: Yeah. All right. So, again, as they're sitting around, he puts Joan through a three-week interrogation. Like, all of his priests come and talk to Joan and see if she's just crazy. Because at this time, they're worried that... If Joan is being coerced by the devil, or if she's being really spoken to by God. Because remember at this time, they really did believe that the devil and God were alive and well. That's so what I was saying.
1: Some people thought she was crazy.
0: Yes, yeah, some people thought she was crazy. So three weeks, they put her through this interrogation. And three weeks, Joan shows them that I am the chosen one. Their priests come back to the to Charles and say, Charles, there's nothing wrong with her. She's not crazy. She's a virgin. Uh, we seem that she's got humility and she's pious. She seems to be normal to us. So Charles says, uh, What do I do now? Joan looks Charles straight in the face and he says, Send me to Orleans. Old Orleans. Oh. Send me to Orleans. Orleans is under the control of. Of the English at this time, and there is a siege at Orleans. You know what a siege is, Cliff? A siege. A
1: siege. I know what under siege is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah,
2: he's the best. Yeah. Stephen Seagal,
1: Seagal is. I mean, if you'd have told me Stephen Seagal,
2: yeah, that just took over.
1: <laughs> Stephen Seagal.
2: He saved the day.
1: Well, it, it was. was yeah, Orleans
0: was definitely under control of, uh, of
2: like Stephen Seagal did in under siege. Yeah. He took over the ship. That's yeah. He saved the day.
0: So, it's, it's, it's this fortified city that's surrounded by the English. Yeah. And so, they can't get any goods in. They can't, like, make it. So, sooner or later, they're going to surrender. But, Joan is able to sneak in to this city. All right? Okay. And the guy at the time, who's running Orléans, is the bastard of Orléans. Again, sound familiar?
1: And ah, the yes, bastard the bastard. The
0: bastard of Orleans. The bastard of Orleans does not want Joan. He doesn't let her into the military meetings. He doesn't let her speak to anybody. He's like, Joan, get out of here. Like nobody wants you here. You're not gonna save the city. We're gonna surrender in a couple days anyway, so just leave.
1: Yeah, you're one person. I need an army. I can't I can't rely on one person.
0: Okay. So at first Charles did not send an army to Orleans. Joan presses and presses and presses. And finally, Charles sends an army to Orléans. And for four days under the leadership of Joan. Joan is on the battlefield at Orléans, on the front lines, fighting at this time. She gets a, on the fourth day, she gets an arrow through the neck and shoulder area All right. And like it's say it's like collarbone midday. All right. She gets an arrow six inches, six inches deep in her shoulder neck area. You would probably call it a day, right? They took her off the battlefield. You would probably call it a day if it happened to you, right? Like, okay, I'll get them tomorrow.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Not Joan. She got her medical attention, went back to the battlefield, front lines again, roused the troops, and lifted the siege of Orleans.
1: Was she in a sling?
0: And no. Oh,
1: just no. Patched up, ready. Patched to go. up,
0: ready to go. Nice.
1: She just switched hands. Yeah. She was Banner,
0: sword in hand. Go. She's got her own armor at this time. So on May eighth, fourteen twenty nine, Orleans is free from English rule. They
1: took it back. They took it back. Yeah.
0: Alright, so what do you think Charles will start to do At this time, when he sees that Villagers and people are starting To believe in Joan He can't even pay his troops Charles can't even pay his troops He has to get volunteers now And when people hear about Joan More and more people start to volunteer So, if, if this lady This woman, this warrior Just lifted the siege of a city What would you most likely do to help her keep going?
1: probably give her more troops and go take your country back.
0: Wrong. Charles disrespects Joan again. And like, Joan, you don't know how the world works. All right, You might have got Orleans, but we gotta do diplomacy and all this other bullshit. And Joan's like, no, we need to go now. I'm the chosen one. The angels are still speaking to me to get a crown on your head.
1: Isn't it amazing how there were corrupt politicians 600 years ago (laughs) it's lasted this long it's unbelievable crazy hey we just took it over let's go Uh, you know we're on a hot street let's just take a break Uh, we don't need to do that diplomatic time we gotta we gotta get back reorganize and
2: uh, it's just get a taste of the good life you don't want to let it go no no i don't know
0: so Joan, finally, after months and months of talking to Charles, and Charles is going to get his ass kicked again, so Charles okay says, okay, Joan, now, all right, what do you want me to do? And she says, let's go to the cathedral so we can get you crowned. And Charles like, you're crazy. The cathedral is even more into enemy territory, and there's no way that we're actually going to free these cities on the way. But what does Joan do when she gets her army? Yet free city after city after city is lifted of English rule as they make their way to Reims, is where the cathedral is. And finally, they lift the English rule at Reims, and Charles, after seven years of being the supposed heir to the throne, can finally put on a crown, place it on his head, Get the anointed oil that was given from heaven to the French monarch, French monarch, and become king. Oh. Good. So Joan
1: has literally saved France at this point. And this guy's just a piece of shit acting like it's a chore. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, wake up. Joan! I don't want to do this again. Another city today? Yeah. Yeah. But Joan does it. Without doubt, all right? And again,
0: she believes she's a chosen one. And at this time, when she gets the king crowned, something happens to Joan. She stops hearing the voices. So she sort of is believing now in herself, and everyone else is kind of believing it, maybe a little bit, Charles for sure, that Joan's job is done. We don't even need Joan again, ever. Don't need her at all. Cool. No, that's it's crazy. I, that's, I, she's disrespected over and over again, even though she's giving
1: these guys what they want. I just feel immune to it because that's what happens all the time nowadays. They get to a certain point, like, uh, we gave you one thing, but you don't need the whole thing. All
0: right. So Will was saying earlier, uh, correctly, Joan's got a taste of blood. All right. She is finding herself uh, a, a strong leader, a great leader. She likes leading, she likes being a warrior, she likes to fight. Okay? So I've just said that Charles is sort of kind of disrespecting her again after he gets his crown. Because when you get your crown, you're good. You're good to go. You don't need shit no more. And, uh, but Joan likes what she's doing. Joan is illiterate. She can't read or write. Uh, She's a poor peasant girl. And she gets someone else to write a letter to the king of England. Okay. That tells him, quote, your soldiers have to leave and if they do not, I will have to kill them. Oh, did she sign it? Yeah, signed uh, it, gave it to the king yes. of England. Okay. So if you're the king of France at this time, you're probably pretty pissed. Oh, sure. she did it without the,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: she did it without the king's uh, say-so. Yeah. And so the king was pretty pissed because the king at this time is trying to be a diplomat and he's trying to come to some sort of truce yeah. all right because the english english just thought that uh joan was a whore because she wore men's clothing uh but the french saw her as their liberator interesting sure.
1: take you know, if okay. i saw a woman wearing men's clothing nowadays i wouldn't think whore you know sorry hot take <laughs> no i
2: <laughs> <laughs> i would i would think uh what, what did we say earlier? Personal privilege? Yeah, point of personal privilege. Point of personal privilege. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: this is at the age of 17. Alright? Joan has uh, liberated Orléans. She's the maid of Orleans. She's uh, liberated uh, countless of other cities and now she's liberated Rams, Uh And so, now we've gone on and she's 17 at the time. Alright? But she tells the king, King, we can't stop. We gotta keep going. And we gotta go to the one place in France that if we take it back, there's no doubt that France will be ours. Paris? Paris. Ah. Oh. So, they're Joan. French. Yes. Huh, huh. They're France. Don't Paris. <laughs> so, Joan, the king does not want her to do this, right? So, the king says, I'm not giving you what you need. However, Joan has all of her own men
1: following her at this time. Why would. She put up with this king. Why does she keep fighting for this guy? And why is this guy such a pansy?
0: I don't know why he's being such an ass. But I think mostly because she's a woman,
1: right? But I I just don't understand why she keeps asking him to do it. Like, she should just go do it.
0: She's gotten to the point where she does it. Yeah. She's just going to Paris. But Paris is much different than Orleans. And Paris is much different than Rams, right? Because Paris is a huge city.
1: Yeah, Eiffel Tower.
0: Yes. And at this time... Paris has a huge wall surrounding it and the English are inside of Paris Uh, so it's like a fort castle yeah Yeah. pretty much and the English and the Paris people who live in Paris they hate Joan again they think she's just a whore in men's clothing all right again I keep hitting that men's clothing because it's gonna come back all right and it's gonna surprise you what's gonna happen because of her men's clothing All right, so Joan is ready to attack. She is ready to attack in the name of God because she's still the chosen one she believes, even though she's not hearing these voices any longer. She still believes. So she attacks Paris. The day of the assault, it's the holy feast day of the nativity of the Virgin Mary. So she thinks, again, God is on my side. Right, so she led her army into battle and she shouted to the soldiers, In the English, she said, hey, surrender or you will be put to death without mercy. This is on the battlefield. She shouts so Surrender you will be put to death without mercy, you English idiots. What? No, that's not what they said. But they did say something (laughs) back. They said, shall we, you bloody taut? You bloody taut? Tart. Tart. You bloody tart. Interesting. What does that even mean? You bloody taut. And as they said that, Joan got a crossbow through the thigh. Ooh! Nah, I'm not talking arrow, right? I'm talking...
1: No, that's like... Yeah. Yeah, through the thigh. Alright? right?
0: At this time, her friend gets hit with an arrow in the head, dies right beside her. All right? They quickly take Joan up off the battlefield. She's telling her men says, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting. But without Joan, the entire army retreats. All right? And so now the king says, definitely, uh, I'm cutting you off completely now, Joan. I gave you, all right, you had one day to take Paris. You didn't work out. So you're cut off completely from all of my, my arms, my money, all of my goods I want to give you.
1: If you want to go, go it alone, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: So Joan, you think would stop?
1: Yeah, like, you know, I've done it. I've got, I've now got an arrow through the trapezius Mm -hmm. and now through my thigh Yep. and I have no army. So maybe I should just, you know, call it quits. But she says no.
0: She says no. All right, she's wondering if God had abandoned her, right? but she's still got a taste for blood and she's still leading this army. So she's gonna go to this other city called Compagne. Almost Comp- like Champagne, but with a C-O-M at the beginning. Compagne. A smaller city. Compagni? Yeah. And May, May 22nd, 1430, her and her army you know, it's, it's now her army. It's no longer the king of France. So France's she went army. to this
1: thing like, she gathered
0: people. She gathered her own army to go to Kampai and beat up the Burgundians. Burgundians. All right?
1: Probably got a lot of wine, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good deal. I, I mean, you got to drink something out there. You already got hit in the neck and the thigh. She,
0: yeah, she's healed now, though, but she's ready to fight. Get it. So she's going to take Compan. Her army, you know, is attacking, but then all of a sudden she is surrounded by an additional army and she is captured at Compan. And then that is where we will take our second
1: break. Mm. It's getting interesting. Hold on to your teeth. It's time for Brackish Podcast Stories.
2: All right, so uh, this is a story about a buddy of mine getting married. This guy, he comes to us, and says, "Hey, uh, I need some witnesses at my at my wedding. Do you guys want to come?" So we say, "Yeah, man. Where's it going to be at?" This is out in San Diego, California. We go. We're not doing anything big. We're going to have a courthouse wedding. We're like, all right, cool. Sounds good. None of us have met this guy's uh, fiance, girlfriend, whatever she wanted to be. Um, and. So we go down there. We're the only ones that show up. She she looks like a nice person. She is she is a nice lady. We meet her. Uh, we go to the courthouse wedding. We're his witnesses. We sign all the paperwork. And she goes, "All right. Well, now we got to go to the reception dinner. Uh, I want to go to Hooters." So we're like, "All right. We're keeping the this."
1: Reception dinner at Hooters.
2: The reception dinner was at Hooters. So this 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 was. And keep in mind, none of us have met this woman except yeah. at the wedding
1: at the courthouse
2: At the courthouse, the yeah, courthouse wedding she's
1: a cool chick that wants to go to Hooters
2: awesome yeah so we're like all right yeah let's go to Hooters in San Diego let's do it so so we all go to Hooters in San Diego it's a good time and then all of a sudden you know the husband he's like you know I want to sing I want to sing to my wife you know she doesn't know that we're saying this that's just what he want to do so she goes she goes you know what guys we're going to go to the club that I work at I'm going to get you guys in free and we're going to have a good time so at this point we're like all right maybe she's a cocktail waitress somewhere uh um, yeah. we're going to see where she's going to take us so we end up at the Deja Vu in San Diego which for anybody that doesn't know what Deja Vu is it's a chain of strip clubs around the country so we go to Deja Vu in San Diego. So she,
1: when you pulled up, what were you thinking?
2: Like, oh man. Well, one, we all had to change because we were in uniform and we weren't about to be those guys that went into a strip club in uniform. So we all changed in the parking lot. Whatever reason we no. all had we all had Outside. Ch- we all had changes of clothes. You don't so want to you, be
0: those guys inside, yeah. but you'd rather be those guys changing outside. So you
2: said people rotate through the club so a, much, nobody's gonna. In know. a
1: club where people take clothes off, you thought that wasn't okay, so you stripped outside of
2: it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so then she gets us in free. The bride, the bride gets us in free, <laughs> uh, which in San Diego is a little bit more expensive. It was like a thirty, forty dollar cover, so that was cool. I was cool with that. I was good. I was like nineteen at the time. I'm sitting next to my buddy and another friend of mine. The guy who just got married is on my right. A good friend of mine is on my left. And we're front row. We're like pervert row on the front stage, right? Let's
1: let's call yourselves the wedding party. Okay. Okay, so
2: the wedding party is sitting front row. Like we're the ones that are folding dollars into paper airplanes and throwing them at the single mothers on stage to support their children, right? So I look around and I, I look over to my right. And it's just my buddy sitting there, His, the groom. His wife is not there. And I go, huh, that's kind of weird. And I look to my left and I go, you don't think his wife's working tonight, do you? As soon as I say that.
1: And now, coming next
2: on stage, snowflake, st- new bride to be. She comes walking out, all white getup. See-through. Like a
1: wedding, like a wedding, sexy wedding it, dress? It thing? was
2: like a wedding dress without the cover up. So lace. it was like fur and feathers and lace and see-through. You could see everything. And sure as shit. So I'm looking at my buddy to my right.
0: I mean, it was only nice. You serenaded her. She only wanted to repay you guys. <laughs> Return the favor. And he's
2: he's to my right, and I'm like, I'm looking at him, and I go... And I look to my buddy to my left, and I go, dude, do I tip her? Do I throw dollars? Do I politely hand her a dollar. Like, Is it should it be more because she's the bride? I don't know. We were just at the, their wedding.
1: Aren't you the only one that's supposed to see this on your wedding night? And then,
2: <laughs> and then so I kid you not. The buddy to my left goes, She's on stage, bro. So then we just we just started it
1: That's a veteran. Dollars He's a veteran dollars strip were a guy. He's just like I don't care if that's my sister. I'm throwing money. <laughs>
0: Question everybody wants to know, are they still together? Oh, absolutely not. Okay.
1: And that greasy story right there was brought to you by our friend, Will. And now... Back to the bargain.
0: It's the spring of 1430. Joan has just been captured in copain. All right. And so charles he's king now he says literally oh it must have been god's will all right that's why joan got captured so i don't know what to do joan he kind of throws up his hands and
1: says sorry about you so Uh, my question so he didn't he wasn't like i don't know who that is
0: no it's exact he didn't say i don't know who that is he just said oh that must have been god's will
1: that's unfortunate
0: yeah, that's unfortunate for Joan. Yeah. So the the person who gave him his crown, essentially, he turns his back on her and he does not try to rescue her. Like some of Joan's men tried to come and rescue her, but all those rescue attempts failed. She even jumped out of the tower she was in. She jumped out of the window of the tower, landed, lived, but she was too injured to like run away. So well, of course. You know, she thought there was enough straw down there to help her. So the Burgundies are the ones who have her. The Burgundies turn her over to the English, who then sort of turn her over to, like, the English church at the time. And the English church at this time, remember, thinks Joan is just a whore. She is nothing but a whore in men's clothing. Uh, and I'll explain that in a little bit, why everyone keeps calling her a whore. Because she wore men's clothes.
1: Are so you really just driving that?
0: I point. am driving it home because you're it's you're going, going to... driving
1: that point down. Like, it's, 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 it's starting to get dry. <laughs> Sorry, Mom.
0: So, they wanted to discredit Joan, so they put her on trial. All right? She's got, like, 70-something charges on her uh, for heresy, and they call her a heretic. Uh, one of these charges is that she dressed in men's clothing. In Deuteronomy, it says women who dress in men's clothing are an abomination to God and will go straight to hell. It is in the Old Testament, look it up. Sucks for Joan, but that's how they're gonna get her. So she goes to this trial, Joan is stoic as ever, right? She's telling people, I talked to St. Michael, I talked to St. Catherine, they told me what to do and I did it. I only followed God's vision. All right? So a lot of the charges get thrown out. But there's one really big charge that's standing over Joan right now, right? And what is it? Men's clothes. Men's clothes. That's a man, baby. Right? And she wore men's clothing to really help her, because she was a seamstress, to make a chastity belt. So when she was in prison, she wouldn't be raped.
1: Yeah, she didn't drop the soap.
0: Right. Because a woman in prison at that
1: time, you're you're a... Yeah. You're not in a cell by yourself. You're in a open
2: room. And they gave him powder soap back then so it was really loose loose. Yeah.
0: So Joan dressed like a man for a purpose. All right. So one day after the trial has gone and they say Joan you're a heretic. We're going to burn you if you do not denounce everything you say and tell us that uh, you're going to deny the visions that you had And the rightful king right now is the king of England so she says no so they take her outside and they show her this massive burning pile and when Joan sees that massive burning pile she's like okay okay all right all right uh give me the paper I'll sign it so Joan in fear for her life signs the paper and says I've denied all my visions I've submitted to you um, and I'll just be a prisoner for the rest of my life Don't kill me. So Joan is then allowed, they put women's clothing on her and she's allowed to go back to the prison and live.
1: Hmm.
0: However, two days later, something changes in Joan. Joan is much different. Many people say that she was raped during this time and that's probably why. So two days later, guess what kind of clothes Joan has on? Men's. Men's clothing. She put the men's clothing back on so she could probably protect herself and her now
1: chastity's gone, most likely. I was thinking that you would say that, you know, if you told me that she couldn't write, so she signed the paper, John of Arc, and then they were like, well, this is John of Arc, this isn't Joan, we're gonna kill you.
2: They said gender privilege, so...
1: They didn't have that back then, guys. No, they really didn't like, I mean, women had no rights back then, so.
0: So Joan, this is uh, very, you know, parallel to Mulan too, if you think about it. Two days later, she's now in jail with her men's clothing. Uh, So the bishop comes back and says, what, Joan, I'm gonna have to burn you now if you don't put women's clothing back on. She says, now I'm hearing those voices again. And those voices have told me that I've betrayed God and what I did by saving my own soul, or saving my own life, was that I lost my soul. So she put the men's clothing back on. So the bishop at this time has only one option. Burner. Death. Joan. Yeah. Joan has to die. So Gotta make an example. May 30th, 1431, Joan is in the city of Rouen, this is France. Uh, This is in the Normandy area, in the northern France France area. And tied to a stake, put up on high so everyone can see her, and burnt.
1: Dang.
0: Her last calls are to God and to Jesus and to Saint Michael, to Saint Catherine, to save her. But they never show and they burn her ashes twice, just to make an example of her.
1: Sounds like a waste of kerosene.
0: Because some people say that the first time, Joan's heart was untouched by the flame. That's what the, the lure is. I don't know if this is true, but they say that her heart was untouched by the flame.
1: It's George our Martin, you Khaleesi bastard. Yeah. Untouched
0: by the flame you're seeing a lot of parallels also when Joan was leading her army She told her soldiers don't rape and pillage. You cannot rape and pillage sound like somebody else, you know A
2: little
0: bit a little bit So Joan is dead she is uh, denounced of all of her visions and everyone at the time uh, it's kind of sad who was following Joan of Arc and it took 25 years for Charles to actually defeat the English and kick him out of France but he does all right and he sends the trial and transcript to the Pope and he says Pope look at the transcripts and look at what you can see about Joan so he does and he annuls her of all the charges and she is named a martyr and in 1920 she was canonized and she became Saint Joan of Arc that we know today and love. The Maid of Orleans, all right?
1: Does she have a statue anywhere?
0: She has a statue in many places in France. There's 10 statues that the country of France erected. Yeah, I know you like that word. A lot of erections in
2: France. Yeah, they do like
0: the erections in France. Erection. There There is a Joan of Arc statue in new orleans on decatur that was a gift from the government in france
2: is it, still erected today?
0: it is still erected today it's if you went yeah if you went it's to decatur at 19 years old her her life was over
1: that's great that's a lot of stuff happening a lot of,
0: 19. and you really think 16 to 19 is really when it happened she had three years of massive work she did for for france and think about this if she didn't come along there would be no France. It would be just more of England. Yeah. There might not have been an old Orleans. They might have named it New Canterbury or New That's London. True.
1: Yeah, right? And then we would have
0: had, if we didn't have an old Orleans, we might not have had a new, new Orleans. So we have to thank Joan of Arc. This was 300 years prior to the city of New Orleans coming around, and Joan saved us. Yeah. Even then, we would have been called something else. Yeah some dirty English name. New Crips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or...
0: But also think about this, no Joan, no King of France. You definitely don't have a Napoleon. You definitely don't have Louisiana. You don't have the Louisiana Purchase. If not for Joan of Arc, all of these things would not have happened.
1: And so she saved us. But yeah, thanks for uh, mixing it up. That's it. Yeah. That was a good story. I didn't know all that about Joan. I just knew that no, she no. was young and got burned. That was
2: far more detailed than I ever knew about
0: it. Do you, uh, do you really feel like the Game of Thrones guy, like ripped? Absolutely. Khaleesi oh, yeah. is like the, the main one. She is Joan of
2: Arc.
0: Yep. What's the one with the needle? No. Arya Stark. Arya Stark. You know yeah. So that, To me that doesn't it's, mean it's Khaleesi that resonates. Well, but I think both of them resonate, right? A strong female well, character. They, they're
2: based like, on... Because the... think about how the show ended. When she was sailing across the ocean. Spoiler.
1: Well, we'd like to thank our guests for... Yes. ...us actually flying them all the way here for this yeah, podcast. Yeah. And... Oh, we'd we like No, you guys got to thank us for flying you out oh, here, yeah. First Class yeah. Spirit. Thank you
2: guys for not paying for our tickets on First Class yeah. Spirit to fly up here. So, put us in an Airbnb that we're not paying
1: for. Just like our friends, you can find us at thebrackishpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple, Google Play, and Spotify podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at D underscore brackish underscore podcast.
0: And you can email us if you got a better story than Joan of Arc. Thanks. This has been the Brackish Podcast. Mix it up a little bit.
1: Mix it.